Hello and welcome to Hugh's Joy of Food, a bite-sized podcast celebrating all that's amazing about everything edible, from the simplest snack to the fanciest feast. I'm Hugh Smithson-Wright, and this week on Hugh's Joy of Food, I'm reviewing a Michelin-starred delivery from Solar in Soho, recommending some excellent alcohol-free drinks for a listener who's simply sick of sugary squash in Ask Hugel, and rummaging among the treasures of culinary Aladdin's Cave sous-chef in Treat of the Week. Each week on Hugh's Joy of Food, I review a restaurant in some way, whether it's one I've actually been to recently, or a home delivery, be that a ready-to-eat takeaway or a make-at-home meal kit. First, a disclaimer. My job as a restaurant PR and consultant means that I'm paid to promote the interests of the handful of restaurants I represent. If I feature a client on this podcast, I'll make that clear, like I do on my social media channels. And in all cases, I'll make it clear if all or any part of a meal I review was complimentary. You can rest assured that everywhere I review, I recommend. This show is about the joy of food, so if you're looking for vicious eviscerations, this probably isn't the podcast for you. That disclaimer is relevant this week, as I'm reviewing the at-home menu from my client Solar, which I was sent free of charge. The menu for two which I was sent is exactly the same in content and serving size as would be sent to a paying customer. So with that on the record, it's time for this week's review. Solar is a fine dining modern Californian restaurant on Dean Street, a street with an unusually high concentration of excellent restaurants even for London in Soho. If you're not sure what modern Californian cuisine is, don't worry, it's a hard one to pin down. Essentially, it borrows liberally from others, especially Japanese and European, with an almost obsessive focus on the quality and provenance of ingredients and innovative presentation. It's a globetrotting cuisine which suits Solar's chef patron Victor Garvey, whose career to date has seen him work in Spain, where he grew up, America, where his father is from, and Japan. Some years ago, he settled in London, where, in November 2019, he opened Solar, a success with customers and critics from the outset, In January of this year, it was awarded what many consider to be the ultimate accolade for a restaurant, a Michelin star. Solar at Home, its nationwide delivery offering, launched in January, just before the Michelin star was awarded. Unsurprisingly, it's created even greater demand, so I was grateful to Victor for sending us a meal for two so I could try it for myself. There are two menus available, Omnivore, which includes meat and seafood, and Vegetarian, which, well, doesn't. Most restaurant meal kits have to be ordered for multiples of two people, so if one of you is vegetarian, you both need to have that menu. But Solar's menus can be ordered individually, and in odd numbers, which is perfect not only for mixing and matching, but also if there's just one of you, or you'd like to share a meal with someone virtually if not physically, or you're in a thruple. We tried one of each menu, and like with last week's meal from Maison Patron, I couldn't at first believe that everything could fit into the very chic green and gold box which arrived. But there it all was, and all neatly labelled, making it easy to marry up the various components of each course. I won't bore you with the precise details of how each dish is prepared, but suffice it to say it's all very easy indeed, with cooked items all using the same oven temperature and minimal pans or utensils needed. Both menus are five courses. The omnivore menu starts with cured chalk stream trout, which comes with a sourdough crisp, keta caviar and a dill bavarois. For the vegetarian menu, the trout is replaced with beetroot tartare with seaweed caviar and a horseradish bavarois. A bavarois, in case you're wondering, is a sort of set mousse similar to a panna cotta. 
These dishes are both lovely, fresh, light starters, combining the bold flavours of trout or marinated beetroot with the creaminess of the bavoire, and in the case of the horseradish one, quite a kick, and the pop of caviar. The cold soup of almond and roasted garlic that comes next, a take on a classic Spanish dish, ajo blanco, is wonderful. It's really velvety, with a good whack of garlic which manages to complement rather than overwhelm the soup's subtle nuttiness. It's served poured over a tangy tomato confit with cucumber and tarragon, with smoked mussels too for the omnivores. It's easily one of the best soups I've ever tasted. The scallop diplomat baked in the shell with black truffle and lemon thyme crumb is a real showstopper. The huge scallop is baked with its lid on. When that's removed to reveal the plump scallop within, it's a brilliant bit of theatre. It's delicious too, the natural sweetness of scallop multiplied in keeping with its size. If anything, the vegetarian alternative fondue savoyard is even better. Rat potatoes and preserved morels in a thick and immensely rich sauce made with truffle and 36-month-aged comté, the king of cheeses. It's a proper rib sticker of a dish and feels fabulously decadent which it is. Next comes A5 Kagoshima Wagyu Chateaubriand with Telecherry Sauce Poivre. Wagyu beef from Japan is considered by many to be the best in the world, and the A5 here refers to this particular Wagyu being of the highest quality grade. So this should be the creme de la creme of beef. And you know what? It is. It's incredibly tender, and the flavour, while unmistakably beefy, has a depth and complexity that marks this out as being something in a class of its own. The peppery jus, which is slightly spicy, is excellent too. The vegetarian main course is Jerusalem artichoke en croute, with a whole grain mustard jus and red pepper marmalade. This is truly terrific, the pastry crisp, the earthy artichokes retaining some bite, and working wonderfully with the smoky red pepper marmalade, which is so moorish I keep some back to have on crusty bread the next day. Cleverly, the same accompaniments are provided for and work equally well with both main courses. Baked Yukon gold potato with gorgonzola, essentially a very high-end cheesy jacket potato, and sweet and sour radicchio cooked in white balsamic. If at this point you're thinking, that's a lot of food, you're right, it's a lot of food. So it's very welcome that dessert is a quite small but absolutely exquisite manjari chocolate croustillant with honeycomb, rosemary and sea salt. This is really pretty to look at and we love how the smooth, shiny chocolate coating gives way to a crispy filling. It's also not overly sweet, which is exactly what you want after the four rich courses that have preceded it. As a cute restaurant-style touch, the meal ends with a trio of beautiful handmade chocolates or mignardis, one pistachio, one yuzu and one caramel, perfect for enjoying with your coffee, which is just about the only thing that's not provided. This really is a meal that you would be very happy to be served in a fine dining restaurant, and if you have fancy crockery at home, you could go all out with this presentation-wise. And although price-wise it's firmly in the special occasion category at £84 per person, if it's going to be another couple of months at least before we can eat in an actual restaurant again, then I really do think, as deliveries go, that this is among the very best you can get. Solar at Home is available to order on RestoKit, that's R-E-S-T-O-K-I-T dot co dot U-K. And for more information about the restaurant, go to SolarSoho, that's S-O-L-A-S-O-H-O dot com. Each week, I answer a listener's burning culinary question in Ask Hugel. This week's question comes from Caroline in Swindon, who says, Hey Hugel. I was wondering if you could recommend some adult soft drinks. 
I've tried non-alcoholic spirits and they're super expensive, which seems wrong. I'm not a big fan of squash or juice as they're too sweet. And I'd like to try something new that pairs with food, isn't hideously sweet and isn't ruinously expensive. Caroline, what a great question and one that's very close to my heart. Despite my entirely deserved reputation as something of a boozer, I often don't drink for days or even weeks at a time, and not just for dry January. What I've always found hard isn't the not drinking alcohol bit, but finding a sufficient variety of interesting soft drinks to keep me motivated to stay on the wagon. So this is a subject I've really done my homework on. Let me first of all say that I'm completely with you on the ridiculous pricing of alcohol-free spirits, which often cost the same or only very slightly less than, say, an actual bottle of gin or vodka. The argument is that despite not containing alcohol, they're just as or even more difficult to make as spirits, and a lot of investment's gone into developing and marketing them. But there's no escaping the fact that anything up to 70, yes, 70% of the price of a bottle of spirits is duty, and that many of the best known are owned by the biggest distilleries with the deepest pockets. So I just can't compute how they can possibly cost what they do. Of course, if anyone enjoys them and finds that they help them to drink less or not at all, then that's fantastic. But I can see why you're not convinced they're worth the money. So what do I recommend? Well, you might remember that a couple of episodes ago, I was raving about the joys of a Virgin Mary, and I do think it's a great non-alcoholic option, but I wouldn't necessarily recommend it with food, which was what you asked about specifically. Firstly, let me commend to you the simple pleasures of the classic French citron pressé, freshly squeezed lemon juice served with chilled water and sugar or sugar syrup so that you can dilute and sweeten it to taste. Because I love very sharp things, I don't sweeten mine at all, but you can have fun experimenting until you find the formula you like. One great advantage of Citron Presse is that pretty much anywhere you go will be able to lay their hands on a lemon and a sugar cube. So if you don't like the soft drink offering of the bar or restaurant you're in, then you can at least ask them to rustle you up one of these. Something I absolutely love instead of alcohol are shrubs, a kind of sharp cordial made from fruit juice and vinegar. Although they do contain sugar, they're not sweet, or if they are, they're what the French call aigredu, or bittersweet. You can dilute them to taste to give everything from a short, intense drink that makes a great substitute for a cocktail, to a longer drink for when you're in the mood for something lighter. Wolf's, that's wolf with an E, apostrophe S, make some really interesting flavours of shrubs like pineapple, chilli and lime, and they're available for mail order. I'm also a huge fan of the Posh Pops from Breckland Orchard, a range of spring water-based fizzy drinks made with natural ingredients, which are really refreshing and work wonderfully with food. Of the ten or so flavours they do, my favourite is their punchy ginger beer with chilli, which also comes in a low-calorie version. Their lighter range also includes elderflower and a cloudy lemonade. Last time I stopped drinking for an extended period, I discovered Twining's Cold Infuse, which proved to be an absolute godsend. These bags of dried fruit and herb concoctions, despite being from Twinings, they're not tea, come in tubs of 12 bags for about £3.50, and as the name suggests, you simply infuse them in cold water for as long as you can be bothered to wait. A few minutes works, but overnight is ideal, to produce a delicious drink that's both sugar and caffeine-free. There's quite a dizzying array of flavours, and I don't think any one retailer stocks them all, so it's worth keeping an eye out for new ones wherever you do your grocery shopping. My favourites are passion fruit, mango and blood orange, watermelon, strawberry and mint, and mandarin and rosemary. Last, but most definitely not least, is my favourite mineral water, Vichy Catalan. 
Now, before you roll your eyes and say, water, how boring, let me tell you, Vichy Catalan is no ordinary mineral water. From Girona in Spain, Vichy Catalan is incredibly fizzy and so rich in minerals that it has an almost salty tang to it. It's magically refreshing, it's reputed to be good for the digestion, and I honestly find it as satisfying as any cola or branded pop. The downside is it's notoriously difficult to find in the shops, at least in this country. I used to lug a few bottles back from France or Spain whenever I'd go on holiday. That was until I discovered Aqua Amore, a water wholesaler who sell it by the crate. Their website is well worth checking out, especially because in addition to classic Vichy Catalan in all sorts of sizes, they also sell sugar-free flavoured versions of it, alongside a whole load of other flavoured waters and soft drinks you might like to try. To finish on a slight tangent, to everyone listening, I'd like to ask that if someone you know or meet says they're not drinking, whether it's on that day, for a while or for good, please don't ask them why that is or pressure them not to. Their choice is their business, and absolutely none of yours. Trying to twist someone's arm into drinking when they don't want to, or simply don't, isn't funny or cool or hospitable, it's deplorable. Far kinder is to see it as an opportunity to offer them a really interesting soft drink, something which, having listened to this, you should have absolutely no trouble doing. If you'd like me to have a go at answering your food-related question, you can tweet me at hrwrite, or send me an email to hrw at hughrichardwright.com. For my final segment, Treat of the Week, each week I share something food or drink related that's been putting a smile on my face. This week, it's a wonderful website called Souschef, which I can only describe as an Aladdin's cave of often hard-to-find ingredients. If, like me, you're a keen home cook... I'm sure that, like me, your heart will have sunk on coming across an unfamiliar ingredient in a cookbook that you just know they won't have in the supermarket, only for the writer to inform you that you can find it in most large Asian groceries or your nearest Italian delicatessen. Such instructions are absolutely fine if you do happen to have one of those near you. I'm lucky enough to live a short walk from any number of specialist shops, but a great many of us don't, even in towns and cities, so instructions like that while well-meant, can be more irritating than helpful. Well, step forward sous-chef, a one-stop shop for all the spices, seasoning, oils, vinegars and sauces you could ever dream of, and quite possibly never knew you needed. There are a number of different ways to tackle the site. Obviously, if you're shopping for something specific, you can search for it, but you can also browse by cuisine and country, or by categories like bread-making, pasta-making and preserving. If you'd like to explore a new cuisine, or you know someone who would, there's a selection of gift sets which include a cookbook such as Fuchsia Dunlop's Every Grain of Rice and Yota Motolenghi's Simple, and a hamper of harder-to-find ingredients that are used in the book to get you started. I think this is a brilliant idea, because I know something that can put me off from trying new recipes is when I look at the list of ingredients and wonder where the hell I'm going to get them. If they come with the book, well, there's no excuse not to get cracking. Souschef doesn't just specialise in ingredients either. There's also an extensive range of cookware and tableware too. So if you're really keen to try a particular cuisine, you could order not only the book and the ingredients you need, but also the knives to chop with, pans to cook in and dishes to serve on. Price-wise, I've certainly found some things to be more expensive on Souschef than in a shop, but not by very much. And I'm happy to pay for the convenience of finding everything I need in one place, 
especially at the moment when I'm avoiding going to shops or indeed out at all unless it's absolutely essential. Standard delivery usually only takes a couple of days, but if you find yourself urgently needing black tahini, chipotle and adobo, Aleppo pepper or katsuboshi say, you'll be reassured to know that there's a next day delivery option. The icing on the cake is that deliveries are plastic free. Instead of bubble wrap, sous chef pack everything in innovative paper padding which is fully recyclable. It's no exaggeration to say that sous chef has opened up whole new worlds to me when it comes to cooking. Knowing that almost everything I could possibly need is just a couple of clicks away has encouraged me to try new recipes and cuisines and I've found favourite, previously unknown to me ingredients which have become store cupboard staples. If you'd like to try this cornucopia of treats for yourself, you'll find it at souschef, that's S-O-U-S-C-H-E-F, dot co, dot U-K. Just before I go, I'd like to ask that if you're in a position to, you'll consider supporting one of the many brilliant charities working tirelessly to ensure that children, disadvantaged families and the homeless don't go hungry during the pandemic, such as Magic Breakfast, Fair Share, Street Smart and the Trussell Trust. That's it for this week. If you'd like to get in touch, you can tweet me at hrwright or drop me a line at hrw at hughrichardwright.com. And I hope you'll join me next time for more of Hugh's Joy of Food.